Welcome to the next podcast of Prepare with Ari. As you know, this week we're really going to focus in on the power of love. I am so excited to share this word with you guys. I know that my podcast is mainly for women, but I also understand that there are some men who want to listen into my podcast, which I very much appreciate. And I know God appreciates because fellas, y'all also need to learn what a godly woman looks like and y'all need to start praying to receive a godly woman and become godly husbands. So I'm thankful for anyone who is listening into this podcast today. Um, It's just such a personal and such an exciting word for me because I've always been the type of person growing up that wanted a, (laughs) I wanted a love story that was perfect for me. And I never did receive that. And I think it was because I was relying on my own strength and relying on the world to provide for me. And I, I never really understood that with God, you could have it all. So before we um, get into scripture and before we get into praying to let invite the Holy Spirit in, I just wanted to share this note that I wrote last year on September 30th. This is when God first gave me the word dopamine and I knew instantly to grab my Bible. And when he gave me that word, I went to Songs and Songs and it resonated with me so much. I was in Songs and Songs chapter eight. So what I said was, God is letting me know that he's equipped in me not only to be a woman of God, but a wife. I am a wife before I say I do. He blesses me with my own vineyard before I go forth to share with anyone else. He wants me to wait till marriage to share my space, my body, and simply all of me. I will wait because it feels as though it will be very rewarding to be patient. He let me know that my winter will not be lonely and things will pull together sooner than I know. I had to share this because I also feel like when I posted, um, when I posted yesterday on 2-10-2022 when I posted that God was moving fast that people probably thought that I was playing but when I say that I that God had been working with me on this word for a long time now which is really not a long time but he's been working with me on this word for a minute now so I understood and I knew that he was moving fast and y'all the winter we in the winter season so your girl is pretty much excited I ain't gonna lie (laughs) but I'm also just very excited to share this word with you because a word that is for one is a word that is for another so with that being said we're gonna go right into praying to invite the Holy Spirit into this conversation today Father God you are our first love we thank you for being you We know that you are love and you give us life more abundantly because of your unconditional love. We want to celebrate you as this month is centered around love. You are and will always be our Valentine on earth and in heaven. We ask that you lead us and guide us in today's podcast to understand the power behind love. You said that a man is to love us as he loves himself and as Christ loves the church. We ask that you continue to maneuver us into the season of unionship that is under you. And when we get there, we ask that you help us to always put you first and to never forget all of the things that you have done for us. These are all the blessings that we ask in Jesus name. Amen. So now we can get into some scripture 
Um, we're going to be a little bit all over the place in Songs of Songs chapter 8. So just bear with me, y'all. Y'all know y'all got to bear with me. So ladies, the first place that we're going to be in today, we're going to be in Songs of Songs chapter 8 verse 4. And it reads, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you, do not arouse or awaken love until it so desires. So this is like a really important verse because sometimes when you are so ready and you are so willing to to be loved and ready to receive love you may go out into the world and you might try to be the one to find that person but the bible talks about how he who finds a wife finds a good thing so it is not our job to go out here and to look for a husband and i know that um this podcast is centered around the power of love, but it's just so important for me to put that out there because I feel like because women too, to me, are natural born leaders, we tend to try to go and take a situation into our own hands. But the man is to lead, so we have to wait until a man finds us so he can lead us. So I definitely understand um, being a little impatient sometimes, but I just want to urge you to be patient and do not wake love before it's ready Another thing that this verse is saying is to not rush into marriage. So when you do meet that person, you want to allow it to be on God's time. And you don't want to rush it and you don't want to force it. I promise you, when you meet, I'm not, you know, I ain't there yet. But based off me hearing the stories from men who are married and men who are godly men, when you meet that person, you don't have to worry about when he's going to put a ring on it. And you'll know when you when if that person is for you, like we talked about in the last podcast, because you'll receive multiple confirmation that this person is for you. I truly believe that when you first meet that you'll have confirmation so strong that this is the person for you and that you know them in, in the spiritual world and that there is purpose for you that you won't even have to worry about when they'll put a ring on it. But we are urged not to rush into marriage and we're urged not to um, experience the delights of marriage such as sex and such as living together and such as like all of these things that come with the comfort of marriage in this text. So it was just very important for me to put that out there. I know some of you might already be with your partners and you may live with them and I am definitely not judging you girl because I was there too and my story just changed but God can still use you in your position to get you to where you need to be whether you're with the person that you're supposed to be or whether your kingdom spouse is not yet there either way you're good just know that God still loves you and all of our stories are not going to look the same but that is what I truly believe that that text is urging us to kind of think about the next part of the text that i want to jump down to is i want to go to um, verses five and six it says who is this coming up from the wilderness leaning on her beloved under the apple tree i roused you there your mother conceived you there she who was in labor gave you birth Place me like a seal over your heart, like a seal on your arm, for love is as strong as death, its jealousy unyielding as the grave. It burns like blazing fire, like a mighty flame. So I'm going to jump around a little bit in this text and I'm going to try to make it quick because I've tried to get this part out for a minute. I've tried to 
figure out what it is that the Holy Spirit is trying to say. But what I believe that the Holy Spirit is trying to say, when I look at place me like a seal of your heart, like a seal in your arm, that when you fall in love with someone, when you truly know that you love someone, that it is something that is hard to be broken. Like it is something that is hard to escape from. That it is something that holds value to you. And I think even like, not just a seal, like where it is like a seal to something that's closed, but a seal as in something that people are giving that is symbolic. Like when I think about a seal, like there are seals that you get when you're in a sorority or there are seals that you get when you're in um, like the army or something. Those things hold value to those people. So when you receive love, this is going to be something that is so valuable to you. And I think we all should be excited for that. And if you are in your kingdom relationship, I'm excited for you because that is just just super powerful. Like love is that powerful to where it is like a seal, something that you cannot break. Another thing that this text mentions is that for love is as strong as death. So I pray that none of us experience death for a long time. And I pray that we all have a life of abundance, but that is something that is inevitable. That is something that we cannot avoid. So when I think about that, that is just saying to me, when I compare love and death, that it is something that you cannot avoid. Like I, one of my favorite songs is Jasmine Sullivan, Let It Burn. And in the song she says, um, I believe she says, it'll knock the cool right out of you. So you won't even be able to control the fact that you fell in love with this person. You won't be, because this is the person that God chose for you. So when you fall in love with that person, it will feel, it, I think it will make you feel like, it will be something so exciting, but I also make things that'll make you feel like you were, um, like you are not your normal self. Like you can't be your normal self because this person, like you feel so exposed to them. And I feel like even the process of passing away, even though I'm happy we still here, but the process of passing away, I feel like that is a vulnerable experience. So I feel like this is also saying that love is a vulnerable experience. And I'm just so excited for us to step into that y'all because God definitely said we can have it. And if God said we gonna have it, we gonna have it. But that is, um definitely a very strong piece of text right there okay the final little piece of this section that we're going to talk about is it says love is its jealousy is unyielding as the grave now i've heard men of god say that when they met the woman that was for them they didn't want her talking to anybody else not saying like they were controlling but they didn't even want another man to have a chance they didn't want another man to have a chance so you know they was dotting they what is it? They dotting their I's and crossing their T's because they knew for a fact that when they had heard that they had the one and they did not want to mess it up. And the beautiful thing about it, if we go back to the very beginning in verse five, it says, who is this coming up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? God has prepared both the man and the woman in their wilderness season to step into something that is under him. He prepared them. So he's taking them out of their own Wilderness seasons, they're new people, they're new in Christ, and he's putting them together. So they are learning to love. So when we jump down to the next part of verse 5, it says, Under the apple tree I arose to you, there your mother conceived you, there she 
she who was in labor gave you birth. I think about this being something so new. When I think about birth, I think about this being something that is so new. So it's the simple fact that you were born again. And then when you step into this unionship, you have to learn to love again because this love is going to be such an, a big emotion for you. It's going to probably take over a lot of your emotions. It is going to be so big for you, but God has prepared you for it. So I'm definitely excited for y'all. Um, y'all probably gonna hear me say that a lot because this is such a powerful word. So we're going to go down to verse seven. It says, many waters cannot quench love. Rivers cannot sweep it away. If one were to give all the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned. This is very, very much obvious. I'm pretty sure y'all probably already can tell what this text is saying. But to me, what I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying that even if the winds of time come along, there is nothing that could take love away from you. It's like, even in friendships, I can think, it's like when you lose a friend, somebody that you thought was your friend and that person really betrayed you, you don't really necessarily ever stop loving them. You might grow, you might grow from them, but you don't ever stop loving them. And you you really want to see them do well and you really want to see them be better and you really want to see them grow and change but at the same time you don't never really stop loving them and i think um that can be universal in any relationship even like when it comes to your parents there are people who love their parents so much even if their parents were not necessarily right growing them up growing them up <laughs> right growing up and they still have this unconditional love for their parents. And I think that's because it's just such a powerful emotion. Once you feel it, that's just not something that you can sweep under the rug. That's just not something that you can say, oh, I no longer have this for that person. I do believe that you can, that the feeling and emotion can subdue itself. It can over time calm down. But I do not believe that once you tell someone that you love them, once you feel it in your spirit, that you can stop loving that person. And then it says, all of the wealth of one's house if one were to give all of the wealth of one's house for love, it would be utterly scorned because you cannot buy love. There are so many people that are unhappy with trying to put a price tag on love and that is just something that you cannot do. And for those people, I can imagine that they are very, very, very miserable because you cannot put a price tag on love. Like it is so priceless. It is a gift from God. If God is love and you can't put a, a price on God, you think you're going to be able to put a price on the emotion love? No, no, you will not. So I definitely think that um, that part of the text is powerful. So love in itself is just so powerful because you cannot put a price on it. It does not go away. It is it will cause some jealousy to go on. It is like a seal of your heart. So it is something that you you value. And then when you're walking into it with a person that is in union and you're in unionship with, it is new. It is new to you. So you're learning to love and you're learning to love under God. So that is just very much beautiful. But we're going to go and we're going to get into the last couple parts of this text. So we're going to jump all the way to verse 10 through 12. It reads, I am a wall and my breasts are like towers. Thus, I have become in his eyes like one bringing contentment. Solomon had a vineyard in Baal Haman. I hope I said that right. He let out his vineyard to tenants. Each was to bring for its fruits a thousand shackles of sil silver. But my own vineyard is mine to give. A thousand shackles are for you, Solomon, and two hundred are for those who tent its fruit. 
So in this part of the text, what I think about is what I said earlier when I said that when two currents come together, they make one large stream. So this could be in reference to finances, to spirituality, spiritual growth, which I think is necessarily all of these things to um, just bringing wealth, spiritual wealth into the relationship in general so this woman in this love story is saying that she has so she knows that this young man has chosen her and she knows that she is bringing him good and that he is content and happy with his choice in choosing her and she is ready to be loved when i think when she says my breasts are like towers this woman is ready for this man to devour her and i'm just saying that in the nicest way possible like she is ready to let this man have it all but what I also think about is God saying like when two strong streams come together, they make one large current. So her vineyard, his vineyard, she is going to add on to him, which is our job as wives. We're supposed to pick up in areas where they lack and they do the same for us. But we're supposed to add on to him in the kingdom. He's supposed to add on to us in the kingdom. And that is exactly what will happen when you fall in love, when you fall in love under God, when you have a kingdom husband and when you meet your kingdom wife, this is exactly what is going to happen she's going to add on to you and you're going to add on to her and both of you are going to be doing it for the glory of God and I think that is just absolutely beautiful and amazing and I think that we all should be excited to be stepping into something like that because God wants to give us that if it's a desire on your heart you think God does not take it lightly y'all if it's a desire on your heart, he sees you have been crying, you have been stressed, you have been wasting your time, which you didn't know before, but you have been wasting your time trying to get these people to love you that weren't for you. He does not take that lightly. He definitely wants you to step into something and he's going to get the glory for it. He's going to get the glory for it. And the thing is, you won't have problem, a problem giving him the glory for it when you walk into it. Because you'll know that this was, you know, this was something that God did intentionally for you. When I look into the relationships um, of people who have actually stepped into their kingdom marriages, they seem so at peace. And I know if you're in a relationship right now and you do not have peace in that relationship, I urge you to go and pray go to the lord and bring it to the lord because even if that person is for you there are some things that y'all need to work on so you can experience this peace so that is basically what i was getting from that text and then i'm going to go ahead and jump down to the last part so we're going to finish this off with verse 13 and 14. It says, You who dwell in the gardens with friends and attendants, let me hear your voice. Come away, my beloved. Be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the Spice Latin Mountains. And that is how that love letter ends. So when I think about this, this is now they've had the ceremony because it says, "Who he who he You who dwells in the garden with friends and attendants. Like, okay, so they had the ceremony. And then come away, my beloved, and be like a gazelle or like a young stag on the spice-led mountains. So she is ready. At that point, they probably already made love. But it just, to me, shows that after they had the ceremony and after they um, did the do, is my mistake, after they did the do, that that love was still intense, that they did not lose that intensity for each other. I believe that when you meet that man of God or men, when you meet that woman of God, that when y'all 
come together, you will be so certain about her. Now, I know that the enemy is going to try to attack, but once you have felt God's presence over it, he will constantly send confirmation in that person the way that they move the way that they talk to you the way that they work with you the way that when you get into an argument the way that y'all are able to work through it the way that this person just fits you so well and the way that you understand why God put you together I believe that the enemy will continue to try to attack you but you will always have this intense love for that person. You will always have this young love for that person. You will always be able to renew that love with this person. Even if it takes months or weeks or sometimes years, because I know some people who have been in God-ordained relationships or marriages and it hits a rocky road and sometimes we don't know how long those roads will last. But I truly believe that if we remember to keep God in the center of all our relationships, that we will never fail in any relationship because anywhere you have God and if God has put you together with that person with the opportunity with that friendship and he knows that you love it in your heart because that is what he gave to you and he wanted you to love it it will work out so that is the message that I have today I hope that this resonates with you I love you so much. God loves you. And let's step in this season of love together. This is a year of loving. I know that in February, we're really focused in on love. But this is a season of love in general. We are here because of love. God is love and we are here because of him. So I really want y'all to resonate on this podcast today. And I hope that um, you understand um, why it is so important to wait for God to bring you out of the wilderness to step into something or if you're in your kingdom relationship why it is so important to keep God in the center of it because God is love <laughs> I must say that a thousand times God is love and he wants to give you that gift he gave you the gift of life he wants to give you that gift for an eternity so that is where we're going to end it today um, please reach out to me if you have any questions, but I'm so excited for this Bible study that is going to happen on my YouTube channel. Um, we're going to really focus in on just trusting God in that Bible study and it's not really going to be centered around love, but we're going to really focus in on trusting God and getting into the word a little bit deep. So I'm so excited if y'all want to join me in that as well. But other than that, have a safe night. Have a blessed night. And I will talk to y'all Sunday.